When you abide under the shadow of Shaddai, you are hidden in the strength of God Most High. He's the hope that holds me and the stronghold to shelter me, the only God for me and my great confidence. He will rescue you from every hidden trap of the enemy. He will protect you from false accusation and any deadly curse. His massive arms are wrapped around you, protecting you. You can run under his covering of majesty and hide. His arms of faithfulness are a shield, keeping you from harm. You will never worry about an attack of demonic forces at night, nor have to fear a spirit of darkness coming against you. Don't fear a thing. Whether by day or by night, demonic danger will not trouble you, nor will the powers of evil be launched against you. Even in a time of disaster with thousands and thousands, Thousands being killed, you will remain unscathed and unharmed. You will be a spectator as the wicked perish in judgment, for they will be paid back for what they have done. When we live our lives within the shadow of God Most High, our secret hiding place, we will always be shielded from harm. How then could evil prevail against us or disease infect us? God sends angels with special orders to protect you wherever you go, defending you from all harm. If you walk into a trap, they'll be there for you and keep you from stopping. You'll even walk unharmed among the fiercest powers of darkness, trampling every one of them beneath your feet. For here is what the Lord has spoken to me. Because you loved me, delighted in me, and have been loyal to my name, I will greatly protect you. I will answer your cry for help every time you pray, and you will feel my presence in your time of trouble. I will deliver you and bring you honor. I will satisfy you with a full life and with all that I do for you will enjoy the fullness of my salvation. When you abide under the shadow of Shaddai, you are hidden in the strength of God Most High. He's the hope that holds me and the stronghold to shelter me, the only God for me and my great confidence. He will rescue you from every hidden trap of the enemy. He will protect you from false accusations any deadly curse. His massive arms are wrapped around you, protecting you. You can run under his covering of majesty and hide. His arms of faithfulness are a shield, keeping you from harm. You will never worry about an attack of demonic forces at night, nor have to fear a spirit of darkness coming against you. Don't fear a thing. Whether by day or by night, demonic danger will not trouble you, nor will the powers of evil be launched against you. Even in a time of disaster with thousands and thousands Thousands being killed, you will remain unscathed and unharmed. You will be a spectator as the wicked perish in judgment, for they will be paid back for what they have done. When we live our lives within the shadow of God Most High, our secret hiding place, we will always be shielded from harm. How then could evil prevail against us or disease infect us? God sends angels with special orders to protect you wherever you go, defending you from all harm. If you walk into a trap, they'll be there for you and keep you from stopping. You'll even walk unharmed among the fiercest powers of darkness, trampling every one of them beneath your feet. For here is what the Lord has spoken to me. Because you loved me, delighted in me, and have been loyal to my name, I will greatly protect you. I will answer your cry for help every time you pray, and you will feel my presence in your time of trouble. I will deliver you and bring you honor. I will satisfy you with a full life and with all that I do for you, for you will enjoy the fullness of my salvation.
When you abide under the shadow of Shaddai, you are hidden in the strength of Most High. He's the hope that holds me in the stronghold to shelter me, the only God for me and my great confidence. He will rescue you from every hidden trap of the enemy. He will protect you from false accusation and any deadly curse. His massive arms are wrapped around you, protecting you. You can run under his covering of majesty and hide. His arms of faithfulness are a shield, keeping you from harm. You will never worry about an attack of demonic forces at night, nor have to fear a spirit of darkness coming against you. Don't fear a thing. Whether by day or by night, demonic danger will not trouble you, nor will the powers of evil be launched against you. Even in a time of disaster with thousands and thousands is being killed. You will remain unscathed and unharmed. You will be a spectator as the wicked perish in judgment, for they will be paid back for what they have done. When we live our lives within the shadow of God. Good evening. Good to see everybody this evening. Welcome to Victory Christian Fellowship for our Wednesday night refreshing service. We are so glad that we serve a good God. He is awesome in every way. And Father, We give you thanks and praise this evening. And we give you thanks and praise that you will break open the bread of life. And that your Holy Spirit will move in power and goodness. And Lord, we direct our praise to you. And we give you the highest praise. We just bless your holy and wonderful name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Let's worship the Lord together.
Hallelujah. We exalt the Word of God today and the power of your Holy Spirit. Oh, Lord, thank you for your Word. Thank you for your Spirit, Lord. Thank you for your goodness. Oh, we bless you, Lord Jesus. Praise your holy name. Hallelujah, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah, Lord. Oh, we thank you, Lord Jesus. Bless your holy name. Hallelujah, Lord Jesus. Oh, Lord, your word that created this world. You stand by your word. You will perform your word. And you will not go back on your word. And we are so, so grateful. And Lord, we thank you that you speak to us. Sheto kusha mama bia, oh naha. Kia kusha mama bia toshane. Kia kusha mama he, oh naha. Kia kusha mama te, oh naha he, oh shahane he. Fear not, nor be dismayed by what you see or what you hear. Am I not the faithful God? Will I not take care of my people? I took care of Elijah in the midst of a famine. I led my people through the wilderness and I brought raw water from a rock and rained bread down on them. And I will take care of you. But just look to me. Trust me. And I will see you through. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. We honor that word, Lord. Amen. Well, you may have your seats. Thank you, Signature Worship Team. Glory to God. And our youth are continuing uh, to sell a variety of items. And uh, you can check it out in the back there. And that all is going to uh, raise funds for our camp meeting. Uh, we're going to be going to camp meeting this year for the 50th camp meeting in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And so uh, they're going there, and uh, it's going to be a great time. And uh, this Saturday, if you're a teenager, uh, ages 12 and up, we have a breakfast, a youth breakfast at 9 a.m. right here. And uh, if you're a teenager and you want to participate with that, it'll be a great opportunity for uh, you. So just come and... Uh, they eat food and they have spiritual encounters, and it's a great thing. Yeah. 
And then also, uh, ladies, uh, coming up in April 8th, uh, 8th and 9th, we're having our annual women's conference. And uh, that's going to be a great time. It's by donation only. I would encourage you to sign up and, and invite a friend to sign up. And it's going to be a great time. We, we are privileged to host uh, Dr. Michael Jacobs. He was a founding pastor of the Rock Church in Albany, Indiana. And uh, he has a great ministry uh, about angels and other things, and you don't want to miss it. It's going to be good. And then he'll also be with us on that Sunday uh, after the conference as well as our guest. Glory to God. Amen. So, ladies, there's information in our offering uh, container there. You can pick that up and uh, take a postcard to your workplace. All right? Let it, put it on the uh, community bulletin board. All right? And uh, it's going to be a great time. you got to register, though, so that we know how many people are coming. And it's, uh, it's by donation. So, wonderful. Um, all right. I want to just read a scripture from 2 Corinthians uh, chapter third, second Chronicles, I'm sorry, second Chronicles chapter 31 and verse two. And Hezekiah appointed the divisions of the priests and the Levites by their divisions, each in accordance with his service, both the priests and the Levites for burnt offerings and for peace offerings to minister and to give thanks and to praise in the gates of the camp of the Lord. Our offerings minister and our offerings praise. And if you would like to, you can give an offering tonight. Uh, we, we have our containers on either side there. If you're watching online, you can give through our website that way. And it's good to invest in the kingdom of God. Amen? You don't have to, but uh, it's a good thing to do. And Father, I just give you thanks and praise for the, the wonderful givers that you have provided for VCF, Lord, and I just thank you for their gifts as they are brought into the kingdom of God. And I call those givers blessed, 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 provided for, protected, and prospered in the name of Jesus. Amen. All right, and we have our kids' life class tonight, so we want all of our kids to stand up, and we're going to dismiss you for a great time in the Lord. Have a good night, kids. They'll be upstairs there. And uh, we love our kids. We'll be ministering to our schools tomorrow at Bible Adventure. I call Bible Adventure the fastest two hours of the day. <laughs> and it is. Because we do two schools back to back. And it's wonderful. If you're interested in helping out at Bible Adventure, you can see uh, Miss uh, Chris Frenchek there. You can wave her hand there and uh, we, you can get involved that way. There's many different opportunities for you. All right. You guys ready for tonight? I want you to go to John chapter 14, and I just want to read a scripture, and then we're going to get into the the word for tonight. You know, God is a right now God, and he gives us a word in season, and uh, John chapter 14, verse 1 You know, it says, let not your hearts be troubled. There's a lot of things that would try to trouble your heart in today's world. Right? But we have to not let our hearts be troubled. You know, if Satan can trouble your heart, he can mess your life. Then Jesus said, 
So it's our choice as to whether or not our hearts get troubled or not. You believe in God, believe. How many believers are in the building tonight? Do you know what you can do with your belief in God? You can do the impossible. Amen? So, don't... Line, don't align with the enemy and complain, grumble, and murmur. If things in our world aren't where they need to be, we can praise God because we have a supernatural options. Amen? Do you know God led his people through famine? He, 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 he put a man in, in, in Egypt because there was going to be seven years of famine and God needed a man, so he put him in there. His name was Joseph. And Joseph rose to a prominent position. He went from a slave to a prime minister. He controlled all the finances of a foreign nation. Think about that. And it was, it was there when he was in control of the grain. And there was famine, so everybody had to come to Egypt. But it was God's plan because God had a way to save his people. Amen. Even in famine. Hallelujah. Our God is bigger than what's going on in this world today. And and it's time for the church to rise up and believe God. Actually believe God. Put their trust in God. Amen? So I want to talk to you tonight about believe you receive. (laughs) Believe you receive. Amen? (laughs) Yes. The Holy Spirit is the best orchestrator. Now, do you know how, how many... There are things that we need in life, right? And in order to receive those things, God wants us to have those things too. God is not opposed to things. He's just not, he's just opposed of the things having you. He don't mind you having things, he just don't want those things to have you. In other words, the things aren't the priority. The things aren't the first place. Okay? And God is the source of all good things. Right? All good and perfect gifts come from Him. He provides us with everything we need for life and godliness. Right? So we have to walk as receivers in Him. Amen? And... uh Everything that we need, want, and desire is already available to you. It's already yours. It's already been purchased. It's already been made available to you. And all we need to do is receive it by faith. Amen? So, um, I want you to go to 1 Thessalonians chapter 2. 1 Thessalonians... And chapter 2, and we're going to look at verse 13 here. Paul makes an amazing observation about the Thessalonians. And in 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 13, he says, For this cause we also thank we God. You know, there's a lot of causes to be thankful to God. And he says, uh, we thank God without ceasing, 
Because when you received the word of God, or the word which you heard of us, you received it not as the word of men, but as it is in truth, the word of God, which effectually works also in you that what? That believe. So how many believe that you received tonight? You know, people can know about the goodness of God, but it's, it's one thing about knowing it, it's another thing about receiving it. Amen? We're going to tune into God's channel tonight. We're going to get on God's frequency tonight. We're going to get on God's page tonight. And we're going to learn how to receive. There has never been a greater moment for the body of Christ to learn how to receive than right now. Amen? I mean, we've got crazy things happening in our world. And don't let them lie to you. It's because of the decisions that have been made. It's not because of anybody else. It's been because of decisions that have been made. All right? And uh, Paul is saying that when you receive the word. So this group of people, they received the word. They received a, a message that was preached. Right? But they didn't, they didn't think that uh, some human came up with this idea. They knew that it was a message of God. You know, God used people to deliver his message. Amen? And you've got to determine that what you hear, is it of God or not? Is it from the word of God? And if it is, then you've got to receive it a certain way. Right? How you receive what God is saying matters. Okay? They received the word, the message. They received what was being preached to them, not as the word of men, but as it truly is the word of God. And I want you to notice something, that the moment they received it, it began to work in them because they believed. In order to receive, you've got to believe it. You know, if you don't believe that it's God's word, you're going to resist it. You're not going to allow it to enter into your heart. Right? So when you receive God's word, it begins to work in those that believe. Effectually works. In, say, something's working in me. Yeah, the minute God's word goes forth out of someone's mouth, it begins to work where it's received. And in order to receive it, you've got to believe it. Because they said, the word works, uh, it effectually works in you that believe. Like, when you believe it, it's, it's like it turns on the switch. The power's already there. But the moment you believe God's word, that power is turned on in you. And it's working. Right? It's illuminating. It's operating. It's functioning. It's doing its thing. Amen? So, when you believe, that means you're, fully, you're firmly persuaded, you're absolutely convinced, and you're for certain and assured. When you say you believe what God said, you are firmly persuaded, you are absolutely certain, you are assured, and you are confident. Believers are confident. Believers are joyful. Amen? Believers exemplify the fruit of the Spirit. Let me read this from a different, couple different translations. New Living Translation. It says, therefore, we never stop thanking God 
that when you received his message from us, you didn't think of our words as mere human ideas. You accepted what we said as the very word of God. How many accept the very word of God? See, it doesn't matter who delivers it to you. You got to know, is it God talking or not? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of things that are intellectual, they're educational, they're informational, but it's something different when God is talking. When God is talking, there's like a little pepper sauce on, on the words, right? Years ago, we, we had a guest here, and he had a shirt called Sauce from the Boss, right? And how many know God's the boss, and the anointing is his sauce, and we got to get in the sauce from the boss, right? Yeah, they were cool shirts. We liked them. And uh, which, of course, it is this word continues to work in you who believe. The moment you believe, that word is going to do what it said it was going to do. Whether it's healing, whether it's provision, whether it's guidance, whether it's help, when you believe it, that's when it starts to work in your life. When you believe it, that's when it starts to enter into your atmosphere. We got a bogey coming in. He's, he's coming in hot and heavy, right? The, the, uh, uh, the CEV, Contemporary English Version. We always thank God that you believe the message we preached. It came from him. It isn't something made up by humans. You accepted it as God's message, and now he is working in you. He is the word. Amen? Did you know that the word was a he? The word is a he? And the word will always be a he? The word is Jesus. Hallelujah. All right, here's the voice. The voice. So we have good reason to give thanks to God without uh, pausing. For you have taken into yourselves the word of God. Are you ready to take into yourself the word of God tonight? Why? Because that's the answer to all things. Okay? We brought the word of God we brought to you and received it as a message from God. Not just something whipped up by someone like you or us. And that word is at work in you who believe. Amen? So what you believe about the word and how you receive it makes a difference. Faith receives God's words and activates its inherent power. You know, the word of God has power in it. When God said, light be, he spoke words, what happened? The cosmos changed. God turned the lights on in the, in the universe by saying, let light be. And when those words left his mouth, there was inherent power to turn the lights on and to keep them on. Amen? Amen. Now go with me to James chapter 1. We have to understand something about God. If you're going to believe God, if you're going to receive from God, then you have to understand something about God. Something about his nature. 
Something about his characteristics. And in James chapter 1, verse 17, oh no, I'm sorry, yeah, James 1, 17. Notice he said, every good thing given and every perfect gift is from where? It's not from the earth. It's not from people, it's from above. Every good gift. Do you realize if there's something you need and God didn't have it for you, he could make it. Because he's a creator. Okay? Every good thing and every perfect gift is from above. It comes down from the Father of lights, the creator and the sustainer of the heavens. Hallelujah. In whom there is no variation, there, no rising or setting or shadow cast by his turning, for he is perfect and never changes. Can you put your faith in someone who never changes? Can you put your faith in someone who's good? Can you put your faith in someone who provides good things? Every good thing. Amen? Good health. Good money. Good direction. Good wisdom. Amen? God is good. Every good and perfect gift comes down from Him. This is why we can believe Him. Alright, Second Peter. Second Peter chapter 1, starting with verse 2. Grace and peace be multiplied. How many would like grace and peace to multiply in your life? Did you know that grace and peace can increase? It has the ability to expand. Hallelujah. You need more grace? You need more peace? God will cause it to expand until it overflows. Our God likes to burst out things. He's not a barely fill it up God. He's a more than enough God. All right. Grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God. As you know things about God, grace and, the more you know about God, grace and peace are multiplied. So as you increase in knowledge of God, grace and peace increases in your life. Okay? Our knowledge of God and Jesus our Lord, verse 3, as His divine power has given, past tense, already here, already made available, already Offered to you. Has given to us. All things that pertain to life. What pertains to life? Clothing. Food. Shelter. Right? Shoes. Toiletries. Right? Everything that, that pertains to life. God has provided everything that pertains to life. He wants you to live. He wants you to live well. He came to give you abundant life. Did God take care of his people in the wilderness? Their shoes, their clothing, their food, their shelter. Yeah, it was all taken care of. Supernatural. I mean, my goodness, God, God didn't, he, their feet didn't swell. For 40 years, they didn't, their clothes didn't wear out. That was supernatural protection. If that happens in the wilderness, what can happen now? 
He has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness, your physical life and your spiritual life. God has already given them to you. They're already been made available to you. Right? All you have to do now is receive them. Okay? Through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue. Verse 4, by which have been given to us exceedingly great and precious promises. You gotta know that God is a promise maker and a promise keeper. Every promise in the word of God, he, he keeps. He will not go back on it. Every promise in God's word has been made available to us. Amen? Alright? And through the, that through these, through these promises, through knowing these promises, through knowing what God promised, you may be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. And we're seeing corruption in the world through lust today, aren't we? Okay? Psalm 84, verse 11. All these scriptures that I'm giving to you, they reiterate that God is good. He's already provided things for you, and he'll take care of you. All right? Psalm 84, verse 11. Psalm 84, verse 11. For the Lord God is a sun and a shield. He's a light giver and a protector. The Lord bestows grace and glory or favor and honor. Now listen to this last part. No good thing will he withhold from those who walk uprightly. Everybody say no good thing. God is not withholding good things from us, but it's up to us to receive them. We have to believe that we receive. God has given us faith by which we can receive. Go to Mark chapter 11. Mark chapter 11. Hallelujah. This could revolutionize our life. You go up to a gas pump and you might be disappointed, but you know that you got a provider in God. Amen? I mean, think, we think it's such a big deal, and God says, that's not a big deal at all. If God can rain bread from heaven, he can certainly provide extra for us to fill our tanks. Or he'll make our tanks more fuel efficient. In other words, what I'm telling you is we got supernatural options for what's happening in the natural world. Okay? Mark 11, starting with verse 22. I'm reading from the Amplified. Jesus said, who's Jesus? He's the Son of God. He's the Word of God. He's the Word made flesh. He is perfect. He never sinned. He's the spotless Lamb of God. Amen? He's our Savior. He's our Redeemer. He's our Healer. He's our King. He's our all in all. Jesus said it. Can you trust what He said? Can you do what He said? Can you have what He said? Absolutely. Have faith in God. we got to put our faith in God. Amen? 
Don't put it in the government. Don't put it in people. Don't put it in your doctor. Put it in God. Faith belongs in God. Jesus said, have faith in God. And Amplified says constantly. Constantly. All right? Verse 23, I assure you, and most solemnly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be lifted up and thrown into the sea. We got some mountains in our country. We got some mountains in this world. Amen. Hallelujah. But who, who's got to speak to the mountain? Believers. Oh, there's a mountain. Yeah, do something about the mountain. God's give, given you the ability. He's given you the power. He's given you the means for you to do something about that mountain. He's not going to do something about the mountain. He wants you to do something about the mountain. Amen? Say, I can move mountains. What's a mountain? Anything that hinders your progress. All right? Anything that hinders your progress. Okay? Be lifted up and thrown into the sea and does not doubt in his heart. That's the thing. You've got to be able to be confident in making that statement of casting the mountain into the sea. You've got to be bold. Amen? You've got to be confident. You've got to be certain. You've got to be sure. It sounds like faith to me. You can't speak to the mountain mealy-mouthed. Oh, mountain, would you please move? That ain't going to work. The mountain will laugh at you. How many know uh, you got to be bold? <laughs> One time Smith Wigglesworth was waiting at the bus stop. And there was this lady there. And her little dog came to her, you know, and she was going, okay, go home. Go home. And the dog's like, <laughs> you know. Little dog's there. She says, go home, go home. And the dog wasn't going anywhere. But you know what? She stomped her foot and clapped and said, now go home. And that dog put its tail between the legs and went home. And Smith Wigglesworth said, that's how you got to talk to the devil. Amen? You got to exercise authority over evil. All right? But does not doubt in his heart in God's unlimited power. Okay? But believes that what he says is going to take place, it will be done for him. You gotta believe your words. You gotta believe your words. Right? Okay? Alright, verse 24. For this reason I am telling you, what things soever you ask for in prayer. How many has ever asked for something in prayer? Okay? You have to approach prayer in faith. You can't approach prayer in doubt. Okay? You have got to enter prayer. You've got to begin prayer in faith. Right? Okay? What things soever you ask for in prayer, in accordance with God's will, believe what? Believe you, you have received them. And they will be given to you. Everybody say, believe I receive. And then I shall have. 
You've got to believe. Your belief has to be so strong. It's got to be like you have it already. You're just you're just you're just going to you're just going to get it. Right. If, if your bank calls you and says, I got a check here for five thousand dollars in your name. Are you going to say, oh, that's nice. No, you have to go to the bank to get the check, amen? And a person of faith will get in their car, get on that bike, or they will run to that bank, and they're going to show up to that bank to get that money, amen? Because that's what a person of faith does. They know that they already have it. They, they, they trust in the quality of what they heard. Hallelujah. And it will be given you. Notice the believing you receive comes before the giving. Well, I want to see it before I believe it. doesn't work that way. I want to feel it before I believe it. doesn't work that way. You've got, to, you've got to see the invisible in here. When a lady is pregnant, can you see the baby? No, not when they're, you know, not when they just find out that they're pregnant, right? But they have a machine, right? Ultrasound. That sends sound waves, right? And when they put that on, on a pregnant woman's stomach, what happens? There's an image that shows up. It's an image of what? A baby, right? No one else can see the baby unless you're looking on that screen, right? But that, that woman has received a seed, right? I have received a seed. I'm pregnant. I'm not pregnant, but you know what I'm saying. When a woman knows she's pregnant, she eats different. She acts different, right? Things change in there. Come on, ladies. Come on, help me out. Is that true or not? Yeah, yeah it's true. Why? Because they believe that they receive. And something is on the inside. Even though you can't see it on the outside, they know that there's something on the inside. They can feel it. Amen? It kicks. It makes movements. It affects their life. Oh, I, I crave this. I crave that. Right? You, you have cravings that you never had before. Why? Because there's something on the inside. Amen? They have received something on the inside. They believe they received. Go with me to Mark chapter 5. Mark chapter 5. Hallelujah. Glory to God. See, I believe I receive. The moment you believe you receive, you have. The moment you believe you receive is the moment you become fully persuaded, fully convinced, assured, and certain. And nothing or no one can convince you otherwise. Amen? Jesus was fully persuaded. He was for certain. He was assured that he was going to raise Lazarus from the dead. He had no doubt whatsoever. Right? And uh, he even told his disciples, he said, Lazarus, he's sleeping. And the disciples said, well, if he's sleeping, why don't we go wake him up? And Jesus had to say, well, he's dead. (laughs) Right? But Jesus was going to wake him up in a different way. Do you know Jesus didn't tiptoe to the tomb? He didn't go to the tomb at night. He went there in front of everybody. While they were having a funeral, they were mourning, right? People were still there four days later. 
And he, he, he goes there, and these are friend of the, he's a friend of the family, right? He often stayed with Mary and Martha. He had meals with them. And uh, they said, oh, Jesus, if you'd have been here, he would not die. He said, I am the resurrection and the life. That's someone who's fully convinced that they're about to raise the dead. Amen. When, when you're fully convinced, you talk different. You act different. You walk different. Jesus was fully persuaded, fully convinced. All right, we're going to get to Mark 5 here in just a minute. All right, I haven't forgotten. And Jesus said, where have you, where, where, where have you laid him? And, you know, Martha, she's the housekeeper. Oh, Jesus, four days, he stinks now. You know, she's concerned about the smell. Right? Jesus said, show me. They, they take him to the tomb. Jesus walks up there. And he's, he, he prays. He said, Father, I thank you that you, you've heard me. He, knew, he already knew that his father. He, he didn't say that for him. He said, he said that for the benefit of everybody around him. Right? He walks up to that tomb. But he had to make sure that he only said Lazarus' name. Because who else was buried there? You don't know. He had to be specific. Because Jesus gets what he says. He couldn't just say, come out, because you don't know who's going to come out. He had to say, Lazarus, come out. Right? And the man who had been dead for four days heard the voice of God. He believed, the dead man believed God and came out. The dead man believed he received. And he, he said, I hear something. And he started hopping. He started making his way out of that grave. Amen? Now, if a dead man can believe you can receive, how much more can a live person believe that they receive? Are you going to let a dead man outdo your faith? You respond to the Word of God. You hear the Word of God, and you respond to it. How do you respond? First of all, you got to receive it. If you want the Word to work for you, you got to receive the Word. The Word will not work for you until it's received. Why? The Word is a seed. How many has ever held plant seeds in your hand? Do they start growing in your hand? Why not? Because they need a specific atmosphere for them to grow. They need to be connected to the ground in order to grow. They don't grow in your hand. They grow in the ground. But when you put them in the ground, when you put them in the right atmosphere, they come into their own. Amen? So the Word of God is a seed. It's not going to grow until it gets in the ground. What's the ground? Your heart. Your ground, the, the ground is the, your heart is the ground for the incorruptible seed. Amen? And it won't grow until it's in you. You will not spiritually mature doing this. What are you doing? I'm spiritually maturing. It doesn't work that way. You're not going to get your healing by putting a Bible on your head. Well, you might. I mean... But the point, my point is, you got to get it in you. Okay? You got to get it in you. Mark chapter 5, verse 25. A certain woman, this was a real woman. This was a real thing. The Bible is all true. Which had an issue of blood for 12, she was hemorrhaging, bleeding for 12 years. Now, can you imagine, how many's ever given blood? I've given blood years ago. When you give blood, you're weak. 
Right? You're not as strong as you were. Why? Because you gave blood and your body is replenishing the blood that you gave, right? You're in a weakened state. Now, if you've been given blood for 12 years, imagine she wasn't the strongest woman in the world. She was weak. Right? She was dealing with this thing for 12 years. Okay? And had suffered many things of many physicians. Everybody say many physicians. And had spent all that she had. So she saw a lot of, all her money went to doctor's bills. For 12 years, she saw doctors, she saw specialists, she went to this clinic, she went to that hospital, she went to this doctor's office. She was trying her best to change her situation. But, not, but she grew worse. Everybody say she grew worse. Was nothing better, but rather grew worse. What are you going to do when things aren't working out? You got to change what goes in you. Look at verse twenty-seven. When she have, when she had heard of what? When she had heard of Jesus, she had heard the word. She heard the reports. About Jesus. She heard reports about he healed people. She heard about the miracles that occurred where he went. She heard about the, the, the individuals and the groups of people. She heard of Jesus. Faith came to her heart. Faith came. She decided based on what she heard that she was going to be fully persuaded, fully convinced, first certain and assured that this is the way to go. Okay? Notice, she was so convinced. When was she convinced? When she heard. Everybody say, when she heard. She did not have to go to a church service. She heard of Jesus. She heard of the healer. She heard of the great physician. She heard of the Son of God. Okay? She decided in that moment that she was going to receive what she heard. It was in this moment right here where she became fully persuaded. See, some people need a lot of evidence. Some people need a little evidence. How quickly can you receive from God? Amen? How quickly, how many, how many things does God have to do to convince you who he is and what he does? All she did was she heard a report about him. In this moment, she became fully persuaded, fully convinced. Why? Because she acted on her persuasion. Notice the order. When she had heard, then she came in the press behind. When she heard, she was persuaded because now she was taking action and she was going to receive what belonged to her already. When she heard of Jesus, she was convinced that he would heal her. Otherwise, she wouldn't have made the journey to get in the press. She got her press pass. How do you get a press pass in God? You press in. Amen. Do we got some people who are willing to press in? 
She pressed in beyond the pain. She pressed in beyond the discomfort. She made her way to Jesus. She said, nothing's going to stop me. Nothing's going to keep. She could have just stayed home. But no, no. See, a person who's fully persuaded, they're not just going to stay and stay home. They're going to go to what they heard. Mm. And touched his garment. For she said, if I may touch but his clothes, what's this next four words? I shall be whole. What was her mountain? Her mountain was sickness. She said, if I touch his clothes, I shall be whole. I don't think so. I don't feel like it. I shall be. I can't go any other way. The moment I touch his clothes, I'm going to get what's mine. I'm going to believe. I'm going to receive what has already been provided for me. And straightway, my goodness, the fountain of her blood was dried up. When you believe you receive, you shall have. When she believed, power was already working on her behalf. It's like I already called and ordered a pizza. Why are you setting the table? I'm getting a pizza. Well, I don't see a pizza. Yeah, but I already ordered it. It's already on its way. They said they were going to deliver it in 30 minutes or it's free. Amen? Everybody say straightway. That's immediately. The fountain of her blood was dried up. No money, no doctor, just Jesus. Just the word. No other evidence, no other proof, no other thing to convince her, just the word. All you need is the word of God and the spirit of God. Amen. Hallelujah. Say, all I need is the word of God. Say, the word is enough for me. And she felt in her body. That she was healed. Whoa, I just got strong. I just got strength. Glory to God. I feel like a new woman. I bet she did a little jig. Woo! I mean, think about it. Twelve years of relief were corrected in one moment. Twelve years of pain were corrected in one instant. All because she heard and she was convinced of what she heard. And she received What she believed. And she was healed of that plague. And Jesus, immediately knowing in himself that virtue had gone out of him. You know, they're walking to Jerry's house. All of a sudden, he got zapped. He's like, who touched me? Now, this was an... A valid question, because there were many people touching him. But only one touch was in faith. Only one person believed that they received. Virtue or power had gone out of him. She made a withdrawal on her account. Amen? Jesus heard a ka-ching of the cash register. Somebody had invested in faith, and now they're making a return on the faith that they invested. They, they made a deposit in the bank of heaven, and now they're making a withdrawal. Come on, somebody. 
How many want to make a withdrawal tonight? Hallelujah. But put some faith in and draw out some power. Put some faith in and draw out some joy. Put some faith in and draw out some provision. Put some faith in. Put your belief in Him. And He said, who touched my clothes? You know, if someone hits your sweater, you don't often know about it. Right? Someone can... They can touch your clothes, but unless you feel it, you may not feel it. But he felt the touch in his clothes. It was a different kind of touch. Verse 31. And his disciples said unto him, You see the multitude thronging you, and you say, Who touched me? They were like puzzled. The disciples had no clue of the faith transaction that just took place. And he looked around to see her who had done this thing. Oh, here's the kicker. But the woman, afraid or fearing and trembling, knowing what was done in her. Everybody say, knowing what was done. She knew it was going to be done before she ever touched his clothes. She was convinced before she ever got there. Her convincing caused her to make that journey. Okay? She came and fell down before him and told him the truth. It was me. I touched you. And he said to her, daughter, my power has made you whole. He said, daughter, because I'm the son of God, you were made whole. He didn't say that. He said, daughter, what? Your faith has made you whole. It was her faith that conducted the transaction. It was her faith that did it. And then he said to her, go in peace and be whole of your plague. She believed that she received. Amen? How about us? Can we believe that we receive tonight? For whatever it is. I don't know if I'm going to be able to fill my gas tank. Oh, yeah, you can. you got a God who provides. you got a God who made the gasoline. you got a God who made the engine. Don't you think the God who made it can supply you with it? Amen? Amen. Don't worry. Don't be afraid. you got to fight fear. Don't go along with the crowd. All right? There were several... Several people that Jesus said, your faith did this to you. Say, my faith does good things to me. My faith makes good things come to me. Say, I receive from God with faith. Faith is the only thing you need. Why? Faith pleases God. Without faith, it's impossible to please him. For you've got to come to him. You've got to believe that he is and that he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Right? My goodness. Matthew twenty one twenty two says, Whatever you ask for in prayer, believing, you will receive. How many receivers do we have here tonight? Amen? We're in a room full of receivers tonight. Hallelujah. We're going to receive some things tonight. Amen? If the woman with the issue of blood can do it, you can do it. If, if Jairus can do it, you can do it. If Bartimaeus can do it, you can do it. If the Syrophoenician woman can do it, you can do it. If, if Mary, 
Martha's sister can anoint him with oil, and he said, your faith uh, has saved you, then you can do it too. Amen? These are people just like you. They just had faith in God. They were fully persuaded, fully convinced. They were for certain. They were assured that what God said is so. It can't go any other way. And I'm going to do what I need to do to receive from him. Amen? That woman made that journey. Because she was fully persuaded, fully convinced. She was for certain. She was assured. She had already made up her mind. And while she's going, she says, if I just touch his clothes. Why his clothes? Because she probably had to crawl. How many would crawl on a dirt road to get a miracle? See, when you're fully persuaded, it doesn't matter how you get there. Even if I got to cut a hole in the roof, I'm dropping you before Jesus. Jesus saw their faith. He saw the action that their faith took. The action that you take in faith determines the results you receive. Amen? So how many here need something from God tonight? If you need something from God tonight, stand up. I want you to take an action because you're fully persuaded and you're fully convinced that God is the answer and it's going to go your way and you're a receiver. You believe that you receive. Amen. Say tonight, I'm going to get what I need. I'm not leaving here empty handed. God's got what I need and I'm going to receive what I need. I'm going to possess what I need. I'm going to take to me what I need. Because God is good. He's already provided you with it. He's already made it available. He already paid your debt. You don't have, all you got to, all you got, all your job tonight is to receive. That is it. God did the heavy work. God did the heavy lifting. And all we got to do is receive and take it to us right now in Jesus' name. So, You need to make your way up here like the woman made your way to Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. A group of lions have just come up here. Lions don't back down, lions are bold, lions are fierce. They get to pray. When they have their sights set on what they want, they go after it. And you you have come, and you're going to go after it, and you're going to receive it tonight, right now.